0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Remain standing. Thank you, choir and praise team. We're so grateful for you tonight leading us into the presence of God. I believe 2024 could be the greatest year of growth amen for the church do you believe that i think we ought to shout hallelujah amen we are joining tonight on our first sunday we're so thankful for our pastors from our daughter work campuses and so thankful for what they are doing in their cities would you give them honor tonight we're so appreciative of them we honor them this evening we are so thankful to have Bishop and Sister Stark with us he is our district superintendent of Ohio and he is doing a tremendous job I want to say on behalf of my wife and I when we moved here nearly 20 years ago in March that when we would go to an event Bishop Stark you and your wife always made us feel welcome in the Ohio district I want to say thank you for the conference that The church that you are now bishop of, the Awakenings Conference, has been a favorite for my wife and I. We would just rather go to the Awakenings Conference than any conference that we have in the movement. It has been so tailored and and so specific for what we needed as church leaders. And so I want to say thank you for that. But also thank you for your apostolic ministry, the gift of faith that operates with you. I feel already tonight that when he begins to preach the word of the Lord, our faith is going to be lifted and the devil's in trouble. When faith arises, come on, let the Lord arise and the enemy scatter. How many know God arises in our life when our faith increases? Bishop, would you come and preach the word of the Lord? I think here, let's give a big Southeastern. Amen, well welcome to Bishop Stark as he comes to preach the word of the Lord to us. Would you make them feel welcome? Come on, let's, let's honor them tonight.
1: Oh, give honor and glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he's worthy. Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Give him glory. presence in this house and I am so thankful that the Lord is here. After I got here I discovered I left some of my notes that I plan to use tonight on my desk in Columbus and so uh, That may be a good thing. (laughs) I will tell you I'm on a roll. Uh, Christmas Eve, Sunday morning, I preached 30 minutes at Calvary. And one of the uh, men stopped on the way out and said, I didn't know you could do that. I said, have you ever heard of a Christmas miracle? (laughs) Last Sunday night, I was in Brobridge, Louisiana, and I preached 35 minutes. And so either I'm going to continue the streak or y'all are in for a long time to endure to the end. Ah. It is my privilege and honor to be at the Anchor Church tonight with all of you on your first Sunday service of uh, the first Sunday of 2024. And I do believe I have a word from the Lord for this congregation. I want to give honor to uh, your pastor and his family for coming here and opening a door in the spirit in this area. This region is blessed because of Pastor Aaron Bounds and his devotion to the cause of the kingdom of God. And Sister Cindy, somebody has to live with the man of God. When things are good and when things are not quite so good. And so, uh, on behalf of the Ohio District, I want to thank you for being the handmaiden of the Lord to the man of God who God has sent to uh, southeastern Ohio because the kingdom of God is more important than any other kingdom in all the world. Ah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you will turn in your Bibles, please, to the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, the sixth chapter. And uh, I want to read verses 9 through 13 forgive me to those of you who are making the video happen I fully intended to give you these scriptures but there won't be very many and if you can find the book of acts and just follow along with me that's the own that's the only place we're going to be going tonight till we get to the very end and there's I'll be going to Zechariah 14 if you want to Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. How many of you have ever heard those words before in that context? The rest of you will pray for your shoulder that you'll be able to get your hand up the next time. And I want to preach to you tonight for the next little while at anchor as it is in heaven thy kingdom come thy will be done at anchor as it is in heaven be turned upside down with apostolic revival. Now let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this house, for the leadership that you have granted to this house. I thank you for the precious people who are a part of this house. And now I ask you that you would speak to us tonight through your word, through your servant. Let your anointing come upon me to preach your word and let your anointing come upon all of us to receive your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Almost everyone in this room has prayed the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples hundreds if not thousands of times. I am so old that I can remember when every school day in the little elementary school in Jewett, Ohio began with the Lord's Prayer followed by the Pledge of Allegiance. Back in those long-gone Days we had prayer in every school every day. We only had two choices when it came to restrooms, and we all knew which one we were supposed to use, and we used the same one from the time we were in kindergarten (laughs) until we graduated. Most teachers had a Bible on their desk. Most people claimed church membership whether they attended regularly or not. And we prayed that familiar old prayer so often. In fact, people have been praying that prayer or at least reciting those words for over 2,000 years. A few years ago, 20 or 25, I began to really think about what it would mean if thy kingdom come and thy will is done in earth as it is in heaven. First of all, if thy kingdom comes, that means my kingdom has to go. If thy will is to be done, then my will must completely surrender to his will. Since I can't control the whole earth, it would probably do better if I were controlling. (laughs) At least my family thinks that I think that. But I can't control the whole earth. But I can control this house of flesh that I live in. I can decide if this earth, this earthen vessel that I live in is going to pray every day. I can decide if this earthen vessel is going to fast at least once a week. I can decide if this vessel if this earthen vessel is going to read the word. I can decide whether this earthen vessel is going to be pure and clean and holy? And if it gets out of line, I can make sure it repents and gets things straightened out between this earth and his kingdom. If enough of us would take responsibility for and control our vessels, we could have a profound impact on the church. Jesus told his disciples to pray, Thy kingdom come and thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's a pretty tall order. Let's break it down into language we can all understand. He meant thy kingdom come and thy will be done at the anchor church just as it is in heaven. Think for a moment what this church would look like if that really happened. This is a good church. This is a great church. But this church would rock this city and this county if his kingdom comes and his will is done at anchor in 2024 just as it is in heaven. There wouldn't be a sinner in this city who would not feel the vibration of the Holy Ghost when you pray if his kingdom comes and his will is done in an anchor as it is in heaven. Talk about a New Year's resolution. That's something that would change 2024. And the good news is, we can make sure that his kingdom comes to anchor church and his will is done in the anchor network just as it is in heaven. That's in your. that that is in your grasp, that's something you can do. You don't have to wait for somebody else. You can start tonight before this service is over to devote your life to making his kingdom come in your home, in your family, at your job, in your Sunday school class, in your Bible study, in every service here, it can come to pass. When his will is done at anchor, just as it is in heaven, we people will be lined up at the doors before you unlock, before service, and they will be people you have never seen before because it's not his will that any should perish. And so when his will is done here, there won't be a sinner left in this city who has not been reached with the message of God the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. What does it mean for his kingdom to come? Kingdom. Merriam-Webster defines it, says it's a noun. It's a politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarch, modern, monarchical form of government headed by a king or queen. This church is a community. This church is an organized community. This church has leadership structure. This church has rules and obligations by which it operates. And there is a king here. He showed up tonight when we began to lift up his name in worship and praise. It's not a king that you've seen with your natural eye. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The prophet said he's the king of glory. primary distinction of a kingdom is the presence of a king. If there is no king, there can be no kingdom. A kingdom does not operate like a democracy. In a democracy or a confederacy, many opinions matter. In a kingdom, only one opinion matters. I'm glad I'm a part of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad I'm a part of a plan where only his word is final. And his word is always final. If you're a part of a kingdom, unless you are the king or the monarch, What you think doesn't matter at all. And that really irritates our 21st century mindset. Millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, all think their ideas are pretty important. And before you criticize them, take stock of what you think about your ideas and you'll find we all think what we think is pretty important. But that's not how it is in a kingdom. In a kingdom, only one opinion matters. Only one set of principles matter in a kingdom. And that is what thus saith the king. And in this kingdom, it's what thus saith the Lord. You see, the whole world understands a little bit about the kingdom because of what has been going on in Great Britain for so many, many, many years when they had one monarch. She never changed, and she was devoted to one cause, and then when she died and they got a new king, they've been having a few dust-ups about how we're going to make this thing operate. Let me assure you, while their queen died, our king is alive. And he's not sick, he's not infirm, he's not aged, he is alive and well. And his word is never going to fail. His word is never going to change. You can rest assured that you're in good hands when you're in the hands of the king of this kingdom. So what happens when when his kingdom on earth agrees with his kingdom in heaven. Matthew 16, verse, uh, verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This is a divine rev- a revelation. You're not gonna figure this out with your own human understanding. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This is to the church. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. When the kingdom on earth is in perfect agreement with the kingdom in heaven, the kingdom on earth is given power to bind things, and the kingdom in heaven says, Be bound. That's why when the church goes to prayer, you can bind spirits. You can bind forces that are arrayed against you and they have no option but to bow to the power of the word of the king in heaven. And so when you bind things on earth and you're in agreement with the kingdom in heaven, heaven says, I'll ratify that, be bound. And when you loose things, the kingdom on earth can loose things. And when you loose things in the name of Jesus Christ and you're in agreement with the kingdom in heaven, the kingdom in heaven says, I'll ratify that, be loosed, loose blessing, loose revival, loose the word of the Lord, for the word of the Lord is not bound. And so things can be loose in this house tonight when we are in agreement with the kingdom in heaven. In Acts 4, this is the first post-day of Pentecost miracle. And there's a lame man sitting at a gate. He's been there so long, he's a fixture. And Peter and John go into the temple at the hour of prayer. See him. And he's asking for alms. And Peter says, look on us. It is the will of God for the attention of the entire world to be fastened on the church. This thing was not done in a corner. We are not obscure. We absolutely matter. There is absolutely nothing that our God cannot do. And therefore, when it's time for this kingdom to operate, it is appropriate for someone to tell the world, look on us. We have something to say. We have something to demonstrate. We have a power that can set you free. You need to look on us. Now, Every once in a while, I find out what's going on in the world, and I understand there's something going on in California tonight that some things, some people think, is very, very important. Some kind of an award thing, and just the gift bag that they give to the uh, to the special people there can be worth over four hundred thousand dollars. Did you all get your gift bag when you came in tonight? And every day, the kingdom of this world says, Look at me. Look at me. Pay attention to the way I dress. Pay attention to the way I act. Pay attention to the things I say. Pay attention to the things that I refuse to acknowledge. Pay attention to what irritates me. And it's time for the kingdom of God in this earth to look at the world and say, look on us. We do not follow the, uh, the, 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 the ways of the world. We do not follow the customs of the world. We do not follow the fashions of the world. We don't think like you think. We don't talk like you talk. We don't espouse your values. Look at us. And so the lame man looked, he assumed he was about to get one of the biggest alms, contribution he'd ever received. And then Peter broke his bubble when he said, silver and gold have I none. And so if the world is looking for somebody to meet all of their wants and all of their financial needs came to the wrong place. But if you'd like to have your life fixed, if you'd like to have your sin problem taken care of, if you'd like to get over your addiction, if you'd like to get over the things that will drag you down and make you wonder if it's worth waking up tomorrow morning, look at us! And the miracle of the healing of the lame man was so notable, so impressive that the the Jewish elders admitted that they could not deny that, and I'm quoting the King James, a notable miracle was done to the lame man. If we just... If we'd just ask you to line up here if you've ever had a notable miracle happen to you or to your family, and we'd give each of you 30 seconds We'd still be here at midnight talking about the notable miracles that are represented in this building right now. It's time for the world to look at the church and understand there are notable miracles taking place here on a consistent basis. The world needs to know what's happening in the church. Acts 5. There was such an agreement between the kingdom of God in heaven and the kingdom of God on the earth and the will of God in heaven and the will of God on earth that Ananias and Sapphira could not devise a a story that was good enough to keep the man of God from knowing what they had talked about in their their closet at home about the story they were going to tell about the offering they were planning to bring. Pastor Bounds, there have been times when I have heard a conversation that was taking place miles from where I was. It wasn't because I had some kind of a special secret uh, microphone there that I was listening to. The Holy Ghost let me know what people were saying about situations in the church miles away. And a few days later, I was able to address it with them. And weren't they ever surprised? How did you know? That's because when the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom of God in heaven comes into agreement, there is absolutely nothing that is denied the kingdom of God in the earth. Bind it in Jesus' name. Heaven says, Bound, lucid in Jesus' name. Heaven says loose. There is a power available to the apostolic church. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and anchor as it is in heaven. Yeah. 5.15, now I'm not going to go all the way through the book of Acts. I just have a, f- a few things to, to mention to you. 5.15, The agreement between heaven and earth was so strong that they lined up the sick along the street where they thought Peter was going to pass by. They just brought them out in beds and couches and lined up sick people. He didn't have a prayer line like we do. He was simply on his way from one place to the other. And when his shadow passed over them, they were instantly healed. That's what happens when the kingdom of God in earth and the kingdom of God in heaven gets an agreement. There is no limit to the miraculous that is gonna take place. A few years ago in Karachi, Pakistan. I think it was Karachi. Either Karachi or Islam. It was was in Islamabad, I believe. Brother Cole was walking past a woman who had a withered hand. She just happened to be the wife of a very, very prominent politician. And as Brother Cole walked past, she said, Pastor Cole, don't you have anything for me? And he turned to her, and as he lifted his hand, his shadow fell over her, and instantly her arm, her withered arm, was completely healed. That's what happens when the kingdom of God in earth and the kingdom of God in heaven is in total agreement. By the end of Acts 5, the high priest charged the apostles with this crime. He said, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And Gamaliel spoke up for the church. This This was one of the guys on the other team. He spoke up for the church and he said, to the, uh, to the elders, he said if this is of God, you cannot overthrow it. I got news for Gamaliel, it is of God, and I got news for the world, you cannot overthrow it. We get to Acts 9, the church has a notable enemy. He is traveling around with authorization to bring the Christians into court and to persecute them and in some cases kill them. And he's already taken out Stephen, feeling pretty good about himself and what's going on. And he decides to make a trip. You know, that was probably a God-prompted decision. But for all the folks who were cheering for Saul of Tarsus, that was a bad day to be traveling because his trip intersected a light from heaven that shone, knocked him off of the beast where he was and the light began to speak to him. And before the light was finished talking, he was convinced that the Jesus who he was persecuting was almighty God. I want you to understand something. There's a light already shining from this place and if heaven and earth can just agree, Years ago in Jewett, my grandfather was witnessing to a man who worked for the telephone company, and he was resisting. And Granddad was following him around, just waiting for for an opportunity. And the man had run as far as he could run, and he got in his car to leave the beer joint one night. And as he reached to hit the starter button, this has been years ago when his Studebaker had a key and a starter button. And he reached for the starter button, and he said in red lights, in red letters across that dashboard, it said, How long will you be foolish? There's a whole city out there. There's a whole county out there. There are a number of counties, but you are not alone. There is a spirit of agreement between the church. Yeah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in anchor as it is in heaven. We're not in this alone. God is our helper. God is our deliverer. God is our strength. God is the captain of our salvation. God is going before us. And if God before us, who can be against us? In Acts 10, that agreement, was so strong between heaven and earth that it tore down a wall that some people would have said would, it would last forever. The very idea that Jewish people would acknowledge that Gentile people could come into the kingdom of God was absolutely too far-fetched to believe. I prophesy to this church tonight, there is a Cornelius somewhere in this region and somebody here is going to intersect him because there is also an angel that is working in the behalf of the lost of this area and the revival that God wants to send to this church. I'm not suggesting you haven't had revival in the past, but I am telling you what's coming is bigger than anything you've ever seen. It is in heaven. Now, you know that did thing make things a little uncomfortable for the Apostle Peter for a few days in some in, in with some people. I just sat with a man of God this week. And when he told me about doors that God is opening, it absolutely made me rejoice. But there were just a few moments that I thought, wow, I never thought of that. You're not going to think of it. It is going to surprise you. And if it isn't big enough to surprise you, you do need to pray that God will help you get in alignment with the kingdom of God in heaven. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to put this church on display. I'm talking about the apostolic church. I'm talking about the one God people. I'm talking about the folks uh, who repent uh, are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, Uh, the folks who speak with tongues, uh, the folks who uh, dress in a manner that is not consistent with our world. God's getting ready to put us on display as we've never seen it before. And so here was... Simon Peter at Cornelius's house. And he walked in and insulted him first thing off. He said, you know I shouldn't be here with you Gentiles. But hear me tonight, you precious apostolics. There are people out there who are so hungry for what we have they will endure almost anything. Now, we shouldn't make them endure things that are unkind or unpleasant, but they will endure almost anything because they're hungry for the truth of the Word of God. They're tired of living the way they're living, and they've seen something in you. They've seen something in this church, and they're saying, I want whatever it is they have. I'm not sure I could do it. I'm not sure if if I could qualify, but whatever it is they have, that's what I want. But before Simon Peter ever helped tear down the wall, an angel showed up. There are angels operating in in this region that Brother Bounds and I the only ones who believe there are angels operating in this region. I don't mean occasionally, I mean every day. There, There are angels operating in this region. Brother Richard, there are angels in Crooksville. I know you've met some devils there, but I'm telling you there are more angels. There are more angels there than there are devils. He shall give his angel charge concerning you to bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And God is no respecter of persons. If he saved you, he'll save anybody. If he saved me, he'll save anybody. Then we get to Acts 13. And so they're having good church. They minister to the Lord, verse 2 says, and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. That's already happened in this church at least one time where the Holy Ghost Said, there's somebody over there that was not even here. And God fulfilled what his word through the mouth of his prophet said. It's getting quiet. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I've called them. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. I mean, just like that. Nobody said, can we have a committee meeting and let's examine these folks and see if they really qualify. I couldn't preach this anywhere, just everywhere rather. But I believe I'm in a place where if the Holy Ghost speaks, the church is going to say, we ratify that. The man of God is going to judge it. I'm not saying we go go off and do crazy stuff, but I'm telling you, we live in a day when the Holy Ghost can speak uh, and and the Holy Ghost can send somebody someplace else uh, and we're gonna say we believe it. There's a church building in Crooksville right now because the Holy Ghost told you where to go and told you what would happen if you didn't buy it first. That's why there's a church building there right now. We are in a church where the Holy Ghost still speaks to the man of God. And the church says we believe it. So, in verse 3 it says, they, the church sent them. In verse 4 it says, they were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. That's what happens when thy kingdom comes and thy will is done in earth as it is in heaven. That's what happens when thy kingdom come and thy will is done in anchor as it is in heaven. And anchor says, we'll send, and God says, I'll ratify that. I'll send them. When his kingdom comes and his will is done in earth as it is in heaven, the Holy Ghost will operate with complete complete liberty and freedom, not just in our services, but also every day in our lives. Pretty significant. When God gets involved in what happens in your home, in your family, on the street where you live. Did I say something? (laughs) No, I'm talking, I know what it's like to have angels show up in my backyard We're sitting around our dining room table one Sunday night after an awakening weekend was over. With the Stone King, with the Hughes, Eli Hernandez. I don't remember who all was there, but my, our dining room table was full. And somebody asked me a question about Sister Willie Johnson. And I just started answering their questions. There were probably 30 people out in the other part of the house and they were, they were all partying and my wife was serving food and everybody was having a good time. And as I talked about Sister Willie Johnson, all of a sudden a hush fell over that house and the folks at the other end of the house had no idea what we were doing in the dining room, but they started to gather around to find out what was going on. And Eli said, Jim, there are angels Said, your side yard's full of angels, your backyard's full of angels. He said, There are angels surrounding this house. I'm telling you, you can have conversations in your house that attracts the attention of heaven. Yeah. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not just at anchor, but in my home, in my family in my private pray, devotional time, just as it is in heaven. I want this church to become so aligned with the kingdom of God in heaven that he can operate in earth everywhere we are. We believe what you I believe it. I receive it. And that's how Paul's first missionary journey began. They did not have the report of a board to examine them when the Holy Ghost spoke. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that we don't need to do it to examine people and you deal with this in Nam. People come and say, the Lord called me. Good, glad to to know that. But I want to get to where I can say, in the name of Jesus, you are called. I'm not saying that we, that we do crazy stuff, but I am telling you we are at a place we cannot continue to have church as usual. We've got to move into an apostolic operation where the Holy Ghost can interrupt everything that's happening and say, this is what I want to do, and somebody will recognize that, and the man of God will say, I affirm that in Jesus' name. Verse 8, and I'm almost finished with this little stroll through Acts. There's a whole lot lot more I could do, but I left those those notes at home. (laughs) They run into Elmaeus or Bar-Jesus. He was a sorcerer. He was trying to keep people from the truth. And uh, Paul looked at him. He said, you're full of subtlety. He said, you'll be struck blind for a season. And immediately the man lost sight. You say, well, are, are you sure that, that does God still do those things? Oh, yes. He does those things and a lot more. Years before I was born, there was a couple in the church in Jewett, and uh, they, were, they were pretty sure that they had all the revelation about everything that anybody ever needed to know. And uh, they were standing between another couple and coming to the knowledge of the truth. And um, my grandfather had tried to deal with them for quite some time, especially with the husband, and he was not willing to hear. And so my aunt slipped into the church one day. Granddad was there all by himself praying, and she heard him pray these words. He said, now, Lord, you know this, know, this, this family is trying to get their lives straight. And you know this other man is standing between them and where they should be now if he's not gonna quit obstructing this family from getting right with you I don't know of anything you can do but kill him my granddad was one of the meekest most mild men you would ever encounter and he thought he was there all by himself. He didn't know my aunt had just come into the church to take care of a little bit of business. And she said, when, when I heard dad say that, she said, I immediately began to pray that God would not answer that prayer. And two weeks later, the man was gone. You've got to understand something, saints. We have a power and an authority. I'm not suggesting that we, I'm not God's hit man. (laughs) Closest I ever got was some, I was pastoring in Bridgeport and there was a guy there who, well he sued me to try to make me leave and he didn't know how bad I wanted to be gone but my pastor had sent me there to keep the church open and I wanted to leave and this guy wanted me to leave and the pastor told me to be there and so I had no choice. I was kind of between a rock and a hard place. and uh, This man sued me and I had to get an attorney and didn't have any money. and I went to prayer one time and I said, now Lord, if you'll just handle the logistics. I will preach him the finest funeral that has ever been held in this valley. (laughs) And I think he died a natural death and I did not get to officiate at his funeral, so don't worry. I'm not God's hit man, but I'm telling you, God has an investment in this church. It's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And when thy kingdom come and thy will be done at anchor as it is in heaven, you will not be able to contain the crowds in this building. Yes, there will be dissent. Chapter 15 talks about one of the greatest dissensions they had in the book in the New Testament church. It was over circumcision and that got to be pretty, pretty tough. But when you get to chapter 16, you find that God sent the Apostle Paul, uh, Timothy. I'm telling you, God cares so much about this church. Uh, he will send you someone to hold, to uphold you, uh, someone to help you, uh, and when it's time for you, uh, he will send, su- send a successor of his choice. Uh, don't you all worry about who it is and when it's gonna happen. This is God's church, and God's gonna take care of it. I'm just telling you, it's God's will for us to all arrange for thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done in anchor as it is in heaven. There is an Apollos in your future. There's an Apollos in the, ch- in the future of this church. Someone mighty in the scripture. And God is, this church is, the future of this church is so great that. We're not gonna have to worry about where people have an opportunity to exercise ministry. There's gonna be more need than there is ministry because this church is designed to overtake this entire region with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's Muskingum County. And then you go over into Perry County, And there's Crooksville, and uh, there's New Lexington, and it's not God's will for Crooksville and New Lexington to get left behind. So, uh, Brother Richard, you go home and you preach, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in, in, uh, in Crooksville as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in New Lex as it is in heaven. That's the will of God. And then we get to Guernsey County and there's Cambridge. Where's Cambridge? Where's the Cambridge? There it is, there he is, okay. So when you go to Cambridge, you preach thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Cambridge just as it is in heaven. It's gonna happen, it's going to happen. get to Coshocton County, I saw you back there someplace, oh yeah, when you get to be an old man, you'll want the folks that are important to sit up closer to the front where you'll be able to see them but that's okay, you young folks, you just go ahead and hang out in the back so when you go home, you preach thy kingdom come and thy will be done in Coshocton, even as it is in heaven, you got an entire county there It's the will of God for thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done in Coshocton just like it is in heaven. (laughs) Monroe County, where's Woodsfield? There you are. That's quite a report you gave us of what's happened in Woodsfield. Between Christmas and New Year's, are you kidding me? I mean, those are just... We just kind of get through Christmas and New Year's and then we get down to having church, but they've been having church during Christmas and New Year's. So when you get back to Woodsfield, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in Woodsfield as it is in heaven. (laughs) Athens County, where's Gloucester? You already know. So why don't you come here and help me? In the name of Jesus. What are you going to preach? Thy
0: kingdom come in Gloucester just like it is in heaven. In Jesus' name.
1: Why don't you turn to somebody that lives at your house and you preach to them for a little bit? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and you say your your home address, even as it is in heaven. You folks don't preach near loud enough. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my house. street, even as it is in heaven. Brother Bounds, you made me a little nervous tonight because you got to my closing scripture. In the last days, saith
0: God. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions upon my servants and my handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit will there be a falling away? Yes but there will be an adding to in the end time of hungry souls that are tired of the world they're coming from the north, the south, the east and the west they want to feel the presence of God, they're hungry for the word of God, they've been bottled up in churches where they felt like there was more and he's going to be the answer to every Cornelius he's going to be the answer to every Apollos he's going to be the answer to every hungry believer in this region oh hallelujah but he needs the church to get ready he needs to get the church to desire for it to happen Backsliders are going to get weary with their sin for the way of the transgressor is hard. They're going to hit a dead-end road and God's going to wake them up and they're going to understand they can't come home to the Father and His arms will be outstretched waiting on them. I'm telling you, there's an increase in 2024. There's an increase in your family. There's an increase in your city. There's an increase in your ministry. Clap your hands and praise Him. Clap your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. For the hand of the Lord is upon us. It will not happen without the direction that we've received from Bishop Stark tonight. It will only happen through prayer. Prayer is the avenue of God's, of God's promises and His miracles. Without prayer, nothing happens. Preaching will not bring it. Praise teams and choirs will not bring it. Decor will not bring it. Fellowship will not bring it. Church events will not bring it. But you give me a church that will build an altar and say not my will but thine be done. On earth as it is in heaven, I say to every pastor, this year let your will unfold in our city. This year let your will unfold in our marriage. This year let your will unfold in our family. This year... This year, there is a there is a moment right now that we need to respond. We need to respond to the word of the Lord with a covenant right now that says, "I am not going to let His promises slide by me through mediocre, complacent, lackadaisical, just going through the motions of Christianity." God, I make a covenant. I'm building an altar, and I'm going to get a hold of heaven. I'm building an altar. I'm going to get a hold of heaven. Lift your hands right now. I'm going to build an altar. I'm building an altar, I'm building an altar, I'm building an altar, I'm building an altar, greater than any altar I've ever had, I'm building an altar, oh, in my prayer, I'm building an altar at the anchor churches, oh, in my home, as it is in heaven, I think it would be very appropriate right now all over the building if everybody in this building got on your knees if physically able. I understand our seniors can't always do that. But we got on our knees and we began to rock back and forth in prayer. Like passionate, intentional, fervent believers saying, God, we want to see revival. We want to see the harvest. Come on, God. We want to see, Lord, at the anchor as you planned. We want to see in our city as you planned. Come on, Pastor come on first lady of the church come on children of the ministry come on believers right now I think it would be great if we found a spot and lifted our voices right now Lord not my will but thy will be done give us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever oh God we want nothing more than your will not what I envision but what you say not what i want but what you desire god it's your kingdom we're just the under Shepherd we're just we're just servants to you and children to you i pray tonight that you would move i pray tonight you would move let heaven come to this room tonight hallelujah hallelujah come on heaven is moving upon you right now